Welcome to Retraction. I'm your co-host, Antoine. I'm your co-host, Jamie, and we are reversing course through discourse. Special thanks to our returning retractors and to our newcomers. Welcome. Enjoy the show, and we hope you subscribe. Cool. (laughs) Cool. Cool, 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 cool. What do you got, Antoine? Uh, What's going on? All right, so you know what? I got personal stuff. I'm going to try something different here. It's not going to be overarching. It's not going to be something about, you know, Trump going to jail or, um, um, again, railroads that crash near towns and then pollute their water riverways and, you know, no one barely talks about it. I'm going to go upbeat. I'm going to go upbeat. I'm going to go upbeat right now. You sound upbeat. I, I, I'm trying to be upbeat. <laughs> I got a lot going on. I'm, I'm trying to be upbeat. <laughs> I got a lot of personal <laughs> stuff going on right now. I'm going to be upbeat. Uh so uh, I'm 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 gonna speak through the uh, what is it through the wire? Is Kanye? Well, no one references Kanye anymore, so I guess that that that's not gonna age well. Um, but he did have a song called "Through the Wire." So anyway, um, so I played the Diablo Four beta. I don't Do know, you know what that, that is. is? Do you nope. don't know what that is. Do you know this? All right, Diablo is a game. It's a ice. It's an ARPG, um, isometric. So I believe that's like top down. Uh, action role playing game. That's what ARPG stands for, and um, it's the fourth in the series. And uh, the third wasn't as well received. I didn't really particularly enjoy it. And but the uh, but the fourth, I've I've i kind of coming around to it. And and the reason I want to talk about it is because it, it it has something outside of gaming. We're dads of young children, and uh, and for a time now, I was beginning to get really sad because gaming. Not only is it very difficult to do gaming with young children, but the the love the the I just don't I, I don't feel like the the what is it the wild eyed the wide eyed enthusiasm that we had as children when it comes to video games it, it felt like it was dying it it felt like the spark with every game I tried to play was getting a little dimmer the magic was dying yeah the magic was I, dying in you yeah and I couldn't I couldn't really pinpoint it well one is that today's modern games unlike when we were children are chock full of you know things that get you to spend extra money and as an old gamer that's really off-putting you're just you're like i, I already bought this thing i i don't want to be continually uh coerced into buying extras little tidbits little cosmetics here and there it's like i don't want it in my face i I just want to enjoy the simplicity of whatever it is whether you're picking up some guns and shooting something uh battle passes uh yeah dlc all these different things i I know we sound old when we talk about it but uh you know i just i want a complete experience i want to be left alone i want to escape in the game that i'm playing let the magic of that game carry me away uh, not be reminded about how much money I have or or don't have because every minute they're like, well, if you buy this, this game experience will get that much better. And Doesn't I'm like, that well, kind of take you out of it too? That's what I'm trying to Isn't say. Isn't it like that's, breaking the fourth that's wall? That's exactly in a sense? what I'm trying to say. Exactly what's going on here. You know, we got bills to pay, we got kids to raise. I don't want to continually think, oh, well, uh, you know, what can I? If 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 I spend this twenty dollars now, what what am I taking away from my child? Well, it's like, a commercial. Well, it's like yeah. watching with commercials that's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is except they except they instead of i don't know every i don't, I don't even i don't even watch regular tv anymore <laughs> we stream <laughs> anything but i don't know what does a commercial come on like every four minutes five minutes or something, something like show? that yeah yeah except that yeah except it's it's just always here because let's say you're playing a game that is online some other guy is off blowing his wad uh you know buying everything in the item shop he comes across your screen because these games are usually multiplayer or something. You're you're just you're 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 forced to look at this guy for the basically the entirety of your play session. And well, it's you, like you know, that's maybe he, you're watching Marvel. Yeah. Maybe you're watching like a Marvel movie and yeah. you're watching Iron Man. You're watching Iron Man in the Mar- in the Mark Two, but then you can see your neighbor watching Iron Man or the person next to you on the couch watching Iron Man in the Mark Eight, and you're like, hey, yeah, what's why can't I see? The superheroes and the latest and greatest. Why do I have to watch them in their old stuff? It's like watching. It's like going to a Best Buy to watch a movie and looking at all the different screens. You've got one screen, but you're looking at the screen next to you is an 8K high definition, whatever HDR 25. You're like, what the hell? 
I want to watch this in 8K and HDR 25. Why? It's making my experience less than because I. It, I got another one for you. Yeah, go, it's go. like you watching Fast and Furious and Dom's in a, a four cylinder. That took a lot for you. You hate that series, but good. I know reference. I do. I did it for you. This is, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate the love. You'll get there one day. You'll understand the magic that is that 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 series. But, it is uh, the family. Yeah. You know, Marvel took it from them. I think <laughs> <laughs> before before there is Thanos, uh, there, there was Dom. He's the good guy. But I'm just saying sometimes. But anyway, we won't get into that. So anyway, so I'm doing this beta and. Look, there's going to be monet. There's they're going to monetize this game, okay? That that's just what I'm going to get at. When the full game comes out, they're going to monetize it, and I'm going to be right back where I am currently, which is complaining about how every ten seconds I'm asked to buy something. But when you're playing a beta, the game's unfinished, so the monetization is completely out of it. So I'm sitting there just enjoying a game like it was the old days. There's no incentive to buy anything. There's nothing that I feel like. And does that missing. mean there's like there's not all the levels like you're gonna play? You're that's only correct. gonna get there's to level all three levels, and then no. it's over or yeah, something. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, but the point and it's a finite experience. There's only so much I can really get done in this. I loved it, and so I'm saying I was like I, I was like why does this feel so good? And it feels good because I I didn't think about my wallet once during the entire time I was playing this game. So this goes back to you. And your newspapers and you wanting to pay for social media. Yeah. Would you say, all right, I could pay $50 and then suffer the upgrades, or I will pay a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars for this game and I get it all straight up front and you don't bother me anymore? Yeah, I would I would do that. But at that I mean, here's a theory. <laughs> I don't know how much games are right now. Well, so that's, I don't know well, if my pricing is well, they're, well, they're they're basically a hundred dollars to get everything. Um, but the thing is these video game companies know that they can make so much more by upselling people every single day as opposed to letting you do a finite price. But I would love that. I would absolutely love to say, if I buy this outright, you leave me alone. <laughs> Anything you add to the game is either free or you just or 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 nothing. I just don't see it. You I don't see anything that is that someone else could have purchased in this game. I just get the vanilla experience and I'm left alone, but I'm allowed to play with basically any of the game mechanics like you're not taking out any game game mechanics because i i paid the money for the base game but yeah you just leave me alone if i want to buy dlc dlc is one thing i'm not as big dlc is fine in my opinion as long as it doesn't look like it was taken out of the core experience of the game so it's basically added back in to make the game playable which which can happen sometimes uh but uh yeah that's exactly right I'd, I'd love to just play, pay the price up front and be left alone because that was it just felt very calming. I was like the magic of this game. Plus, I do. I do think that they've done a great job. Blizzard is the publisher or the you know, the game company behind this game. And uh, and I was like, hey, they did a good job with the story. So that that helped. But overall, I was sort of like as an aged gamer, this is the first time in a long time where I felt like I really enjoyed myself and I, I didn't feel like oh i'm just too old maybe it's just time to put the stick down put the joysticks down you know get a real man's hobby you know start working on cars get you know <laughs> clear out my garage get an old yeah. beat up car figure that's something out how just they pick run. up you know when you're halfway through your life i'm gonna start fixing up cars i mean that, 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 yeah i mean i <laughs> i think it's either that or I, I get a compound bow i guess and just start going hunting deer or something i don't know what real men do but <laughs> This 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 city slicker, this beta mail. I I was like, is it tired to hang up the joysticks? And uh, but maybe it's not. That that maybe maybe it's not. Maybe there is still a game out there for me that I can I can hunker down with and uh and and, and get some release, you know. So Antoine needs a new name. That. The nothing is destroying Fantasia for him. It's like you ever see the movie Legend? Who's in what is that? Tom Who's Cruise. It's one of my favorite. It's Tom Cruise. He, it's a young Tom Cruise. He might be like nineteen or something. It's. I think it's before Risky Legend. Well, I don't know. Yeah. He. What's so, that about? Oh yeah, wait, yeah. no, no, that is yes. a fantasy, right? It's a fantasy one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh man. Oh, dude, I don't remember that. I know that movie. I right. wow, that's it's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm I usually remember back. movies. I don't know if I've seen that enough to remember when I was that young. 
well, there's a scene in there where uh, it's all about this last unicorn, and uh, essentially, the there's a girl uh, protagonist who touches the unicorn, and by touching it, she taints it, so it's no longer beautiful and and impervious. It is now it's tainted and and catchable. So without going into the long plot, I think anyone, if you could find it, it is amazing to see a young Tom Cruise in a fantasy epic, uh, especially an 80s fantasy epic, which are quite dark. Yeah. I don't know why for children, everything was dark and sinister, but it's real dark. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that, I, I feel like it's it's like the end of it. It's like the, the unicorn is saved. Like I, I, I thought my unicorn just gave me had been tainted. I'm, I'm wrapping it back around so everyone knows where I'm going with this. Yeah. I was like, my unicorn is gone. It's dirty. It's sullied. I'm never going to get it back. And then look at this. Behold, I, I I play a beta, which which I kind of had to pre-order the game to get into. So I will. <laughs> so it's not like it was free, but it. I'm just saying it took me back, and I felt and I felt very good. enjoyed. I was like, I I feel I feel happy with this. It was. A, is there a like a market experience? Is there a marketplace where people can trade their upgrades? Your gaming upgrades? No. Yeah. No. no. Okay. They tried that stuff with NFTs. That didn't really work out that well. Oh. Well, like, so if you buy something, but then like you said, you saw someone come across, could you barter with them to well, trade? That, that was the whole that was the whole idea of adding NFTs into games was the uh is that you let's say again, let's use the compound bow. Let's say it's a, a, some sort of shooter and there's a special compound bow with like Trump's uh fake signature on it. Uh, not fake, but like his digital signature on it. I don't know why I went there. And uh, do I. I'm just saying, in Let's the real say. world, I'm just saying it's an item, it's an in game item. It's in the real world, it's valued at $200. Someone buys it for 200 bucks. They're using it in the game. You see it. Antoine can't live without it. That, that's exactly what's supposed but to happen. He doesn't have enough money. He doesn't have enough money. That's right. I pick the guy and I go, Whoa, that's a really cool bow. How much? And he goes, uh, $300. And I say, Oh, okay. So either I buy it for $300 or the guy just keeps the bow, I suppose. The problem with in game NFTs, and this is what the NFT community found out, was that games die. And you've coded something specific to a game that may or may not live forever. And transferring that asset, that bow that was made for the game that existed today into its sequel or whatever iteration of the game 10 years from now is not something game developers are quite keen on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that $200 bow cannot may have been purchased for $200, but when everyone realizes the sequel comes out and that bow is not going with it, that bow is now $0. What's the difference between that and buying the upgrade from the gaming company? Because the upgrade usually gives you something you can play now. I get what you're saying. I just think, but the, I get what you're saying. The upgrade is not. I'm trying to think. I don't even mean buy it from art, someone like, else, you know, but trade. You have something they want. You have a cool gun. They have could, a cool yeah, bow, you could, and yeah, you trade. Yeah, I guess you could trade. I mean, there's no there's no incentive for gaming companies to do that because where's the money in it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There are yeah. there are some. I think like FIFA has some sort of weird. They take a cut. So it's like if you have like a special FIFA gives out <laughs> their brokers, cards, they are. And it, I mean, it's it's crazy what what you could do with that game. But they you basically like transaction a, fees. There's a mode where you could open packs like the way we used to open baseball cards. And you could then say, I don't want this card and I'll give it to another player in the FIFA world, but I'll list it for a price. And that player can buy that card at that price. But then FIFA will charge you a percentage of the cards, the in-game currency for creating that deal and allowing you to use their auction house. Wow. So it's kind of, yeah, it's well, it's nuts. And you use real money, what by was the way, the to get first, these cards. You can. I mean, someone had to, op- had to start this horrible trend. What was the first game to do I think this? I think it's FIFA was the first one, really, to start the, the loot box thing, yeah, with the with this auction stuff. I think I think it was EA. Electronic Arts that, that that started the whole thing, yeah. So they're the, they're to blame. They did it. They were successful. Other video game companies are like, wow, we could be 10x revenue if we only did this or whatever it is. Nice. Exxon Mobil could oil spill, I don't know, the Gulf of Mexico again or something, kill a thousand ducks, and still EA will be voted most hated company in America, which I think it it gets the most hated company in America. I, I think it had it for like 10 years running. Maybe it's lost it in the modern era, but 
definitely through oil spill times, EA was still the most hated company in America. Uh, so just just to put the this the scale out there for the for uh yeah what people wow. think. So all right. So that was well, my that was my little thing. I, I hope I you get your get magic back. I yeah, hope. I, I thought it was a nice little personal antidote. We'll tag Blizzard. Sure, tag them. Say hey, look, we like Diablo Four. Give us some give us some free copies. All right. You want me to do something? Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, please, please do. All right. Sort of related maybe to our last episode where we talked about the BBC censoring their sixth episode based on rewilding. There's another story, another nature story out of England. Um, I thought this is actually interesting and caught my eye. Everyone will live within a 15 minutes walk of green space or water in England. You heard that's this? Amazing! No, I never heard that. I don't know how you begin such an engineering project, but that's mm. that's really cool. So, in 2020, the government advisor, a government advisor for the natural environment, Nature Natural England, found quote that people who live in neighborhoods with greater amounts of green infrastructure tend to be happier, healthier, and live longer lives than those who live in less green places. I don't. I. I you know, my impulse of my, my knee jerk reaction to that was, well, duh. But then I was like, I, you know, I thought that was preference because I prefer green space. We have a ton of people in the city. Now, as a former city dweller, Antoine, mm-hmm. do people yearn for, do, do you love the city, but you yearn for a little more green space or are you completely content and, and you don't miss it? Like, cause that, that's a bold statement. I, I think, think it depends on where you live in the city and how much privilege you have. <laughs> do people yearn for green space in the city absolutely there was a huge movement uh years ago to turn majority of the urban landscape rooftops into green gardens and green spaces i don't know i think it stalled out uh, for whatever reason but i i believe there was some sort of tax incentive uh to either landlords or people who owned um their rooftops to make them green spaces so it's not like I wonder what that does with like want. bugs. Do you get like more bugs? You have uh, as plants, rats that are all over the place, or and the and the roaches. I mean, I don't I know. Think, I think like, whatever else you get is preferable. <laughs> Let's be honest. So, the ants will drive out the roaches. I mean, and that you'd be lucky if they if they if they had that kind of power. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm just saying that. And here's the other thing: the, the parks are always lauded um in 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 the city people that's why people congregate you know you say i don't have my own personal green space living in an apartment so you you know you spend your weekends at prospect park you be up your friends at at central park you know, people love to congregate near the parks it kind of it creates like a village atmosphere so i get the desire for cities to create more spaces like that well that's good because i didn't want to assume but so in general, it seems like humans connect with nature and everyone yearns for yeah, more Yeah, all green walks space. of life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's cool. So the British government has plans for 25 new or enlarged natural national nature reserves. The plan also increases funding to protect wildlife like hedgehogs, hedgehogs and red squirrels, which side note, the red squirrel thing is actually interesting because I guess gray squirrels are an invasive species, maybe from North America. I don't want to misspeak, but it's like driving out that population of red squirrels. Okay. Um, so side note, if anyone's interested in reading that, they should. Um, and uh, Why is the ginger always on the cusp of extinction? I got a comment on that. I don't know. I just I know. know it's a it's a scientific fact. The recessive gene of I mean, redheads are. I'm I mean, not going to equate the red squirrel with red haired humans. I have no idea because I don't know if that's tr- related. I Why don't not? know. It sounds it sounds like plausible. I don't know. If it, foxes it seems are like, red, I mean, you're, right? You're, you have foxes are red. That's an entire thing. You're telling me that ginger squirrels in the UK are on the verge of extinction because they're being knocked out by gray squirrels. I'm saying that's very similar to redheaded humans. They're becoming increasingly rare because the gene doesn't uh, doesn't flow as easy as uh, as the gene for other types of hair color. Listen, prove, prove Antoine wrong, folks. Uh, I got nothing that's there. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, he's going to throw theories out left and right. Yeah, just wow. yeah, he's just calling it like he sees it. <laughs> the conspiracy fits (laughs) and that was tinfoil corner with antoine um so the funds are also set to clean up air and water uh reduce waste over the next five years in england the thinking is shifting to a broader landscape scale where habitats need to be bigger and connected and i think that connected part is kind of interesting because 
you could create bigger areas, but then to connect them so wildlife can move in between and then therefore people could actually take longer treks. Uh, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, and to, again, not so much focus on, well, does this neighborhood have a park? But to look at, you know, take a couple step backs and look at the whole city, the whole region and start planning parks on that grand scale. I think that that's, it's cool. Um, you're, to your point, I, I, I just don't know how doable it is. So the yeah, British private. I mean, you don't know what, what you have to dismantle in order to make it happen. Hopefully it's not something that it, it could be like the High Line. You know, that, that was the idea again behind the High Line in the city. I don't know if people are aware, but New York City had old above ground railroad tracks that were no longer in use and were basically in disrepair. And uh, some sort of organization raised enough money to come in and say, you know, we can plant tons of trees and, uh, and make this and make it basically walkways above the city. Uh, that you could you could enter at the old uh, train at the old train station destinations, and they, that's what created the Highland. So it, it could be something similar super to cool. That. Yeah, it's super cool, and and that is one of the examples I think that they actually gave. Um, so the British Prime Minister said protecting the environment was fundamental to the health, economy, and prosperity of the country. Great campaign slogan. Um, the idea is not to halt but reverse the decline of nature, which is steep. Between 1970 and 2018, key animals and plants have declined by 82% in England, which sounds super scary. So um, green space in the UK is defined as any land with vegetation, like a playing field or an abandoned railway line. Um, estimations say that 20% of the people live further than 15 minutes away from their nearest public park. Not maybe surprising. The black community in England are four times four times less likely than white to have access to outdoor space at home, whether it be a private or shared garden, patio or balcony. So that's a pretty generous definition. Mm. Um, so, it, so for it to be four times less likely is is wild. Yeah, is, similar. Uh, yeah. I mean, similar statistics in the U.S. So, not, not um, nothing different there. Yeah, uh, there seems to be a renewed interest in leaving England in a better state for future generations as the country sees a decline in biodiversity. Now, the blueprint to meet its legally binding targets in water quality, biodiversity, and waste, as well as international targets include, and so this is where it gets like super, super ambitious, creating and restoring at least 2,000 square miles of new wildlife habitats, ensuring everyone in England lives within a 15-minute walk of woodlands, wetlands, parks, and rivers restoring 400 miles of England's rivers, new targets for 2028 for reducing plastic, glass, metal, paper, and food waste, and a promise to put environmental protection at the heart of all new government policy, which sounds kind of fluff, but we'll see. So the concerns, which is what you kind of got out right away, um, that have been raised around how people get this 15-minute walk access and how those routes and the green space itself would be created and protected in perpetuity is front and center farms infrastructure etc will all be impacted and will likely need to be compensated and i think that's the rub so i'm really interested on how this plays out because you seemingly have legally binding targets which i don't know what that means because i don't know what the penalties would be if you don't do it oh, right or a new administration yeah all right like what that was <laughs> I mean, the last administration that stinks yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah but I then mean, it gets, it's fodder for your opposition party to probably come at you for missing the deadlines. But I mean, yeah, it's probably the, the extent of the damage that could be done in public perception. But I mean, other but you that, have these people who you have, you these have the project you, police out there coming after, but you. you have all this stuff already. There's stuff out there. there the, the land belongs to someone, whether it's the route to get there or the land itself that you're trying to green up. Yeah. yeah. What do you do with that? Would you just well, pay I mean, these people it, off? Yeah. But well, yes, actually for, for some of it. Yeah. That we, we, they, We've done that in the cities. Um, the pay, uh, again, hopefully, is it fair? Do you think the payments are fair? Well, I think that. I mean, it's. Just, it's I'm assuming it's some of these one. farms are like gener multi generational farms that have been in their family for years. I mean, yeah, like some people don't get some people don't get compensated at all. I mean, uh, I don't know if many Americans know this, but the government. I mean, there's something called imminent domain. If the government yeah. basically deems your plot of land is uh, debt is is of basically. It's so valuable to the government project, they could just simply take it <laughs> without. It could be for you. commerce, like they could put like a Home Depot up, right? Yeah, and yeah, then, it could be for anything. That's absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. So, um, so hopefully it's not like that. 
I'm sure the opposition, I'm sure there's, there's definitely going to be issues. I mean, that's an incredibly ambitious plan. I do, I do not understand how that's going to work at a city like London, for instance. Uh, so they, they definitely have to be generous with the way in which they are talking about implementation. Cause I mean, you're, you're not, you're not going to get a wetland in, in Chelsea. Like, I mean, how are you, you going to create a wetland in an urban, in an urban area? So it's got, I mean, I'm saying it's got to be something that's of a smaller scale, uh, maybe like, yeah, local parks or something like that. But that's a you bold know, the, statement. Fifteen minute walk for everyone. I know that's what that's what I'm saying. That's it's it, it it's definitely going to come with taking down some existing infrastructure. Um, I will say this though, you know, the English have a long history of coveting green space. I mean, for instance, back in England's uh, basically cold days, where you know the pollution was was you know astronomical, the the Victorian era still had all these different gated. You know they used to they have like these uh, gated gardens within the within the city limits for the wealthy, basically off of your brownstone or whatever they would call those their houses. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, it, it's the, the poor can't get in. So, but it was you, everyone who was wealthy was given a key to these uh, they essentially centralized gardens that were in the middle of whatever uh, a cul-de-sac of of wealthy people's homes. Gardening is huge in England as well. They like a whole. It's 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 a whole hobby system essentially. Gardening is big. Like when I talk about gardening, is nothing like what we talk about in America. Gardening is huge in England, uh, and and then and also in Scotland, hiking is like a big pastime. I think they call it it's something about like hiking the. Um, it's it's essentially hiking. There's like another word for it if you're hiking in the high in the um, what do you call it? The Highlands, Highlands, right? Scottish Highlands, Highlander. Sure, just like just like that. There could only be one hiker at a time. <laughs> if there's two hikers down, if they're coming down the one path. One has to get decapitated. That that those are the those are the Scottish rules. It's it's, it's just the rules. There could only be the brakes. Uh, yeah, but no, but seriously, walking sticks. I mean, you, you if you go to Scotland, you will see old people, young people, always hiking those. You'll always see someone moving in those mountains. Uh, so uh, it, I'm so just they're saying, outdoorsy. They are outdoorsy. Outdo- yeah, that's what I'm saying. As a culture uh, in general, outdoorsy. Uh, historically, historical culture. We'll, we'll say that. That's interesting. So, so it's not you think, there, you, you, you think so? Do you, but do you think it's a pipe dream? No, I don't. I think that uh, I think that uh, wealthier people or people who are, <laughs> here's what I'm saying. I I think the poor people probably will get screwed as per usual, and well-to-do middle class or what have you will probably get these 15 minute walking areas by some means. But that, that, that's where faster. I'm always skeptical. I'm, I'm skeptical of of what is happening in the poor. Next, there will be a study: country. poor people walk fifty percent slower than rich people, and that's why they're not meeting that. <laughs> that's why they don't walk. get to the fifty. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, well, it, what was interesting too when I read that was that, um, and I'm trying. I, I don't know the geography and the landscape of of that island, but it says twenty eight percent of people live further than 15 minutes away. That sounds like an incredibly low number to me. Like the overwhelming majority of people live within a 15 minute walk of a park. And is that because it's so sparsely populated and that there's only a few city centers that would be the issue? And is that 28% just in the cities? Because that sounds low, right? 28%, only it. 28% of the population is impacted by this 15 minute rule. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't, know. I don't really know how to quantify that. It, if you go to a town in England, most, most, I would say most of the towns outside of the the big city centers, you probably could walk to a park. I would definitely say that. And so, what I'm getting at is, but am I, just, I looking I at it through? Am I looking at this through an American cities. lens to say, "Holy cow, what an ambitious project!" When really, for those folks in England, it's not actually that. It, it's a cool thing, but it's not that big of a deal. It wouldn't be like saying here, everyone's going to have yeah. access to a park within a 15-minute walk. Yeah. Um, is it different? Is it that they're already set up for success? They just got you know a quarter of the population now they need to to take care of. Yeah, I, 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 that might be it um, because it's, it, I, again, I mean, their population can fit. I mean, the entirety of England can what, fit in New England. In America, come on now. We're a massive. I'm just saying, we're a massive country. Uh, so that that kind of ambition, even though in you know older years we used to have public works projects on on that scale, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, 
it's it's just it's a no go here. So uh, it's it, it's probably because the culture is a little bit more homogenous in terms of like they you know what is British, what is important British like for for British culture in general. Mm. And yeah. again, that number is so low. Like you said, twenty eight percent. It that it seems doable at that rate. If you if you had something that was closer to sixty four percent of the population can't be get access to a park, you're probably in for a much uh, much longer haul. You're right. Um, it's probably because the number is low enough. And they think that they given them enough time, they could probably address the issue for that uh, for that la- that quarter of the population. A quarter of the population can't get there within 15 minutes. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I but don't I, know. I wonder what, what that... the statistics would be for Americans. I know. That's what I think is funny. I mean, because I mean, first of all, you have to drive in most of parts of the country, so to walk to a park 15 minutes away, that's we're not, crazy. We're not set up for pedestrian zones here. No, of course not. Because I mean, we gave our country to the car company too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what do you want, car company? More roads, less walking. By all means, corporations know the best. That 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 was my nineteen. That's what happened in the nineteen fifties. Essentially, somehow you have strip malls parallel to one another for as far as the eye can see, but no way to drive walk to, to any of them. That's because you, you have to park in each parking lot. That's because General Motors literally came in and said, you cannot, don't you dare put a walkway between these two strip malls. I want everyone to have to drive from point A to point B, even if it's only three blocks. You have to drive it. It Welcome to America. That's freedom. (laughs) Freedom. (laughs) Freedom to drive and never have to step foot outside of your car again. The American dream. The Europeans walk and they're socialist. That's there. Yeah. That's how you get communism is by walking (laughs) too much walking. Makes communists. <laughs> what is this a commune? Uh, <laughs> so that's that. Um, I just thought it was interesting. So I'll, I'll I'll keep an eye on that to see how it develops. I'm curious uh, yeah. to learn more as it goes. Yeah. So what do you want to do? Oh, you got one more. You got I do have one more. Yeah, let's do one more. All right, we could do one more. All right. Toxic forever chemicals about to get their first U.S. limits. Okay. All right. All right. You're right. Better late than never. Right? I mean, why not? How I long mean, have toxic forever chemicals been an, an issue? What, what, when were they first uh, invented? I'll the get 50s, to these. The answer is decades. <laughs> yeah. So go on. All right. So just so everyone is aligned, we're all on the same page. Forever chemicals are linked to weaker immune systems in children, low birth weight, and kidney cancer. The name comes from the fact that they don't degrade in the environment. And when you consider that they've been around for decades, you can imagine we are soaking ourselves in them. In the past, they were used in nonstick pans, food packaging, firefighting foam, and probably a bunch of other things. Uh, they're now most styrofoam. Are you going to list? Yeah, them? Okay. it's just everything. It's like okay. the, the list was long, and yeah. I'm not going to bore everyone. Nuclear but... waste isn't even in there. Nuclear waste does decay after a while, so that's not even a forever chemical. There you go, folks. I mean, that's how wild this is. We're, it's, it's nuclear waste. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not going to say it's better, but it's, it's it's not in this category. And yet everything else is probably far more pervasive in terms of our daily usage of it. It's basically like you were saying, like but the, the spray for what do they call that? It's not radon, right? What's the spray? You're saying the spray can? No, the, it was just nonstick pans. So whatever they're oh, coding. Oh, the Tef. The, the, right. OK. Uh, the code. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to say it's Teflon because I don't know. I know. But... I, I, yeah. Something like that. It's nonstick like yeah. Teflon. Does it de- degrade into the environment? Interesting. Um, and so most of the stuff has been phased out in the U.S., but some do still remain. I mean, you can still get some of this stuff. And remember, they're forever, so they don't break down when you throw them out, and they make their way into our water. Whatever, I get a styrofoam, and yeah, maybe I am outing myself in terms of what kind of fast delivery food I may go for at times. <laughs> <laughs> whenever it comes to styrofoam i'm like are you joking who's still selling this why is this still happening the biggest pet peeve i have is when i get a delivery and they're packed in styrofoam but it's that type when you go to take it out it just breaks up into like a thousand little balls oh that's rough. it's like that type of styrofoam where it's just like these little pellets oh almost. yes the pellets styrofoam pellets even yes. worse oh yeah. i mean that's even who worse. does that I mean, you're what talking about like furniture, so at least you're you don't you know you're not saying I I eat like a garbage human being, but yeah, I mean I'm not that, but right, <laughs> right. I mean, one of these standards, right, right. Um, but no, no. Uh, and so 
they make their way into our water. No big surprise, right? You have these things compounding over decades and it just rains and rains and it seeps into everything. Um, it seeps what into it, our like environment. The, like, it's like the microplastics that's found in like fish, fish belly. Oh right? God. Yeah. Somewhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Um, but so it's not just that they found it in high levels of neighborhoods that were butting against military bases, air force to be specific. I don't know what about that is, is driving it. And then manufacturing plants of all types. So yeah, it's in industry. It's in everything. Like there is just, and that's probably just what we know about. So the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, is expected to propose restrictions on harmful forever chemicals in drinking water after finding they are dangerous in amounts so small as to be undetectable. Okay. So undetectable is still super dangerous. Yeah, but experts course. say removing yeah. them will impact around 4 to 12% of water suppliers nationally, which I actually I thought would be worse. Mm. Um, the cost is about $38 billion. Wait, hold on. What, what was that percentage again? 4 to 12% of water suppliers. And it's going to cost 48? 38... 38, $38 billion. Wow. Okay. All right. It's costly. But that's not even counting the ongoing cost of like, all right, well, you fixed it, and now we got to maintain it. Um, okay. And the burden... What critics say is uh, will fall hardest on small communities with fewer resources that now need to buy these new systems and train their staff on how to use them. So there's that. Um, water providers are and that's preparing- a huge issue, by the way. That that I don't think that's an issue that should be glossed over because that that's the issue with why our road systems are so bad is because the initial cost was government subsidied without these any towns considering what the ongoing costs to maintain all this road work would be. I know it's a weird connection to make, but I'm just saying that if if you're complaining about potholes in your local roads, whatever is happening here, if the towns cannot afford to maintain them go on, going onward, it just means that whatever good these things were supposed to be doing will not be done. So it's it, that's a huge issue, actually. And I was under the assumption that, because I always hear this argument being made actually by Democrats, that um, certain Democratic wealthier states kick into the federal government and a lot of those funds go into poorer red states to help supplement their economies to keep them afloat in a sense. And I, don't I, that's, I don't know if it's, it's, it's as black and white as that, but but sure. So that's fine, right? I'm just saying that that's talking point from a, the Democratic Party. But it got me thinking, if even a shade of that is true, then why isn't the federal government just paying for the 4 to 12%? Like, why isn't it just being supplemented? If we are a country, a United States, then just because a poor community can't afford, because, you know, whatever hand it was dealt, it just cannot afford to clean up its drinking water, do we allow Americans to be poisoned? Like, why wouldn't yeah, taxes be diverted to that? that? That's a good question, Jamie. Oh, I think I you know. ask a very valid question. <laughs> I mean, taxes will get devoted to it, diverted to it in one way or another. Even if we do private entity, private uh, contracts for, for some cleanup crews uh, to come in and do this and maintain it, at some point, the bill, you know, the bill will get paid by the taxpayer. So it, taxes will go into it at some point. It doesn't matter how the government really does this. What would be nice is to do it as efficiently and cheaply as possible, and yet successfully, so we're not cutting corners, which is what a private entity might do in order to increase its profitability while helping do this cleanup. So that that's always the risk you run of contracting out essential services to a private organization whose main goal is profit. Again, that's why I'm usually not in favor of that. <laughs> But yeah, it's but at some point, no matter what's happening, no matter if the money is being, you know, siphoned off by some uh, non-efficient corporation, it's still the coffers need to be replenished by the taxpayer at some level. So taxpayer money will go into this, no matter what happens. It's just a matter of how much. Okay. So now going back to that four to twelve percent, water providers are preparing for these tougher standards um, and testing will undoubtedly reveal that forever chemicals are actually in communities that we don't even know yet. Um, so that 4 to 12 can grow. But further on that point, these people this whole time have been consuming this, right? 
So in 2022, a little bit of history. Well, for decades, 20, you're saying they've been consuming it for decades, which means at this ye, point you've affected generations of people. Yeah, I mean that's a thing, right? And so in and to give you some like understanding of this, in 2022, the EPA. Now remember, undetectable limits. Undetectable limits are still super dangerous, right? No amount of forever chemicals are good for you. In 2022, the EPA lowered its voluntary health thresholds, right? Voluntary health thresholds okay. to levels that tests can't even detect, a fraction of a part per trillion, right? Okay. Okay. Not one, a fraction okay. of a part per trillion. All right. In 2016, it was 70 parts per trillion. And before that, it was even higher. So it went from 70 to a fraction of one part. And that is still too high. And this whole time it's been voluntary, so you know they weren't doing it at all. So far, only local and state regulators have imposed any changes and not the federal government, which we talked about. But when this gets out, like when this becomes more well-known and this law maybe passes, I feel like it's going to create a lot more mistrust. And you, when communities know, because now they'll be forced to test, just how much poison they've been consuming and for how long, I feel like there's already mistrust between the government and mistrust between scientific institutions. Yeah, you're absolutely right. When people feel misled about the safety of their tap water, are they going to be less li likely to drink it? And then what's their alternative? They'll be forced to buy bottled water, consume yeah. more sugary drinks. Um, yes, yeah. And then all that, there's a whole host of like things, health issues that are associated with that. Like you're buying cheaper alternatives, which are not really that great for you. And what, are they going to have like diabetes problems skyrocketing across the country? So hmm. there's that part of it. And what was probably the most concerning was if we don't properly fund these communities, when these new standards and their costs hit, there will be trade-offs in these communities. Will address uh, what was it? One of the one of the um, uh, local governments were commenting on this, and they basically said, "We'll address the forever chemicals, but we won't be able to remove lead pipes, or we'll address the forever chemicals, but we won't be able to replace old water mains." Like they're going to have to pick and choose. So yeah, that's, that's clearly, you know, it's our water; people need to drink it, and the cost shouldn't really be an issue when our health is concerned, but. I can understand that maybe that's idealistic. Maybe what? This country doesn't have enough money, $38 billion to fix it. There might it. be other ways to go about this, though, because I mean, I know I have a water treatment something in my house. Uh, is there any mention of the government? You know how expensive that is? That's why I sounds like it might be less expensive than removing those pipes. So you mean that a town is going to pay for the installation? Well, no, water treatment the federal government creates a massive plan to allow homeowners, which again is not, when I say homeowners, this includes landlords of buildings, a path to purchasing these types of equipment in areas where the government knows the pipes or the systems cannot actually be replaced or the cost would be just insurmountable or, or it's cost prohibitive to actually replace these things. So you find alter all you know, alternative solutions. No. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that if for whatever reason, the cost of, uh, I don't know, removing your lead pipes, fixing your burst pipes and giving you clean water is too much to ask that you could, you know, quote unquote, find other ways. I just don't know what those other ways are. I mean, the idea yeah, of self-sufficient pieces of property for every lot in a town sounds cool. I think we actually talked about that as like a dream for the future when we were like, every home will be able to recycle its water right. and yeah, collect right. its own renewable energy and, and, homes, and, and yeah, just be self-sustaining and how cool would well, that this could be? Hey, this could be a stepping stone to that, to that future then. I mean, maybe that, maybe that's, maybe we need to be thinking outside the box. If you're thinking, uh, you know, <laughs> doing some 4d chess here being like this could be a, a, a point where we we start that march to self-sustainability uh for each for each home maybe i would be curious to know i don't know who would comment on it i don't know if it would be a scientist or an economist or what yeah. have you but the idea of um self-sustained living per lot versus a grid approach where you have a grid of pipes a grid for power versus 
each is like a self, a, a closed unit in a sense, a closed circuit. Um, I, I don't know be the costs up front versus the cost long term, because they, I think when you're looking at each individual home doing this, they, it's yeah, the upfront cost is probably going to be much higher than doing something at a, at a grid level. But if you look at the it's got to be like motors associated with that, right? Because you have like central power plants that are like the driving engine that are like pushing and pulling things through. Right. I'm making that up, but like water, electricity, whatever it is, the sewage, right? They're like doing the thing. And now if you're going to like dismantle that centralization and give it to each homeowner or, or, or building. Well, I, mean, you know, I wouldn't, you know, you it wouldn't take one way for the other. I'm just, I, all I'm saying is we're, we're not even looking everywhere. We're just talking about in the areas where the situation is so dire that you know it, it's just not not much can be done or it's not good enough that's where this approach we should start looking at alter alternative ideas that's all that's all i'm thinking yeah, about. i just feel like 38 billion i mean i mean it's not a drop in a bucket but i mean i guess it's not the worst <laughs> what's the military budget again 800 billion <laughs> uh i'm just saying i mean clean drinking water I, it should be a right. Just, it should be a right. So I don't know. You you try to you try to address that right. That's all I'm saying. This isn't bike lanes, right? I mean, this isn't some like ultra hippie thing or something. It's clean drinking water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Clean drinking water. I, I got. I don't know what. It's really hard to argue against that. And then and then I don't to, think like, anyone is trying to you in the face and be like, "I'll give you the clean drinking water. I'll remove the forever chemicals, but you're going to keep the lead." Yeah. I I don't know what to do with that. It's messed up. It's messed up. I. I think it. I mean, this is where your direct, you know, that this is where that representation matters. You know, you 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 find yourself in that situation as a as a voter. There should be someone you could hold accountable. That that that's the difference between you don't having, have the money. I mean, what are they going to do? The president, right? Who's who would who would allocate that money to you if you don't have if your town doesn't have the money, your county well, it should be what you're doesn't have the money working on. I mean, it should be their that should be their number one agenda point. They should be talking about how much work they're doing and how they're trying to move the needle on. it. I suppose. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of their, how much of the soul has to be sold in order for a rural community to get on the agenda from the, yeah. for the federal government. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it just, it's a sad thing. I mean, when you think about, I can't get I wrap my head around a fraction of one a fraction of one part per trillion is considered super dangerous is going to be the new tough standard and some of these communities many we don't even know yet because we haven't had these the requirement to test have for decades had 70 or more parts per trillion I mean that's just they've been poisoning themselves and they probably don't even know it yeah because it's all voluntary anyway and then we have a lot of these I mean yeah and it's there's a lot <laughs> I mean there's a lot of what, what was it? There was it, and it's not. But then it's not even the only thing, because then you have like pollution from other areas, that's, and it's that's just, exactly just getting your body's just so soaking this stuff yeah. in. There's yeah. so much stuff going on. Your water, you we bathe. Need to be, we need to be bathe a top yourself. Priority. You wash your dishes. You cook yeah. with it. It's in every like you just. It's water, man. It's water. It's like imagine a government that took the health of its population as the most important thing that it should be uh, concerned with, as opposed to I don't know something abroad some war abroad i mean but this, but this is this is how populists i mean this is how people like trump get so much momentum is because they say hey your town sucks i'm gonna help i'm gonna help fix it i don't know how but i'm gonna help fix it so uh yeah th it's sad there's not much else to say about it you're right that sucks yeah i mean the republican talking point uh, i i, I... Well, your town's suffering. Your town's suffering. Why? I don't know what the solution is, but I'm pretty sure it's at the southern border. Like, I, I what is their what, what is their solution to anything? It's never well, sucked. They're, well, they're they're and saying it sucks because government sucks. And if if you allow, they are the government. Entity. I don't. Like, exactly. I hate that argument. They are the government. Well, that's the most getting. absurd rationale, and I hate when people buy into that. Do you, they are the government? Yeah. Well, they're there to dismantle the government. It's like good cop, bad cop. Uh, yeah, except that's, they're that's except they're one. blaming the precinct. It's like the most bizarre. Really. That was actually a really good analogy. It is good cop, bad cop, but they're both cops. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're <laughs> yeah. both cops. Yeah, but then the bad cop, or I don't know, the good cop. I don't even know which one it is. They're they're blaming like the institution, and they're like, ah, man, 
these cops can, can am i right that's right yeah my like, hands are dude t- you're a cop dude like, my hands I don't are know tied i wish i could help you out buddy but you know these people who went to cop school went to the academy <laughs> these elites Sucks. these elite cops who went to the academy yeah like it's just like the most bizarre thing and then they buy into it and then nothing gets done because um they're fighting against the system that they should be engaging with to take care of them oh well we know this one we that's a story is all the time talk about that all the time especially with education yeah your schools suck because you keep defunding them yeah it sucks when those government programs are underfunded and they underperform i wish we could do something about that you could do something about that (laughs) yeah basically all right well that's that all right well on that note (laughs) the cheerios drink up cheers everyone i promise it gets better there's more diablo coming (laughs) the game will be out in a few months just 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 put your head the full down. version that antoine pays for yeah that's right <laughs> just put your head down and uh and play some diablo 4 get a cool glass of tap water diablo <laughs> beta that's right and enjoy it while it lasts that's that should be the motto of everything in life with that oh is that jay where can they find us is that oh do you do folks that yeah yeah we do that still yeah so folks you can uh, find us on YouTube. we got new content every week, so please like and subscribe. We're also on Twitter, and you can find us on every podcast platform. And with that, my dear friends, Retraction out.